Welcome, welcome, welcome to Interesting Enough. He is Trey Samuel. I am Nolan Todd. Thank you guys so much for joining us once again. This is your first time listening to the pod. Again, thank you for coming. Go ahead and give us a like, subscribe, great wherever you get your podcasts. Trey, man, what's going on? How you feeling? Man, I'm feeling great, man. How you feeling? I feel good, man. We got a midweek drop for the people. Got some stuff to get into. Obviously, we're going to talk about Trey, first week of the NFL. I know we we don't we always keep it sometimes sports light, but we gotta gotta get into the NFL and and, and um, some with the uh, the college football of what happened this past weekend. And then an the interesting promo video I do want to talk about. But before we get into that, Trey, we gotta talk about your boy Ye. Kanye is he Ye? Do we does he go by Ye now? I don't know what he goes by, but your boy Kanye Trey graduation the album the classic album couple days ago turned 15 years old so with that i think without you know hinting at what he's got going forward i just wanted to take a look back and what memories does graduation bring up for you when you think about that album dude when i think about graduation i i literally think about the year 2007 like just being in middle school like you know what was the phone the t-mobile phone the sidekick sidekick yep yeah, the iPod Touch that just came out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I could just, I really, it takes me back to that year, 2007. Like, I feel like I'm a kid again. And honestly, it's my favorite Kanye West album. And it's one of my favorite albums of all time. And depending on the date, it is my favorite album of all time. Wow. I think it's the first album where Kanye really started experimenting. Like, you know, before that, he was kind of into that kind of hip hop soul kind of rap. Yeah. But it's the first one he kind of started experimenting with that futuristic sound. He kind of was out there, you know. He wore the glasses with the um, with the, with the lines frames. in them. Yeah, with the blinds and wooden frames. Uh, he started to wear the oversized sneakers, and he was going up, you know, on stage telling Taylor Swift she didn't deserve awards. Like he was, <laughs> that was a I mean, he was really there. coming to his own. Yeah, no, coming to his own. I don't know if um, we may want him to go back a little bit, but I will say. I do agree with graduation with your take on it because it actually is my favorite Kanye album. And personally, I think it's his best album. Now I know people, I was gonna ask you, I know it's your favorite album, but a lot of people say Dark uh My Beautiful Dark Twist of Fantasy is usually that one because of sonically and the production. But I personally feel like maybe I think it's just in terms of like the bars and the rapping. Well, I shouldn't say the bars because College Dropout's got some like some bars, you know what I mean? But in terms of like you putting the bars together, like you said, with producing a sonically great album for let's say the first time where he's using different techniques that now everybody bites off of to this day. That's why I kind of look at it as probably his best album. I do too. I mean, I could see like um, beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Uh, it, it was so different. Like it was cutting edge that I see mm-hmm. why people consider that his greatest album of all time. But to me, like the graduation, it kind of, it was when he was honing that style. He perfected it. You know, um, That's a good way to put it, yeah. Twi- yeah, he de- perfected it. Uh, what is it? Um, Twisted Dark Fantasy? Can't my my Beautiful name. Dark Twisted Fantasy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he perfected it in that album, but I really feel like Graduation, he was kind of honing his style while also had some kind of callbacks to late registration and whatnot. So it kind of had like a little bit of soul in it, but it was mm-hmm. coming to that more futuristic, futuristic style. So to me, it's my favorite because it kind of has that perfect blend of both but i can see why people go with the other album and i will say too when you get from what you get from graduation is 
I think a little bit more replay value in terms of like, as far as like pop culture, when you think about like champion and good morning and like a lot of these songs, flashing lights, yeah, yeah, flashing lights, right. You see, you get a lot of these songs that you hear like so much. Actually to now you think about it. I mean, I, I mean, Kanye's got a lot of songs, but stronger might be his literal most popular song. Like in terms of it just played everywhere all the time. And, Everyone knows it. I don't know if you agree to that. I mean, we'd probably have to go on to a rabbit hole list. But but it's one other one that I might say it might be more pop, more popular. But yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Stronger is like one of those songs. And I remember being on, I think it was, um, I can't remember which theme park, but there's a theme park where like on the ride, you can pick a song as you like go down it. I don't know if this is oh, like nice. Bush Gardens or whatever, or Orlando. I can't remember where it was. Somebody that's listening to this knows exactly what I'm talking about, but you can pick whichever song you want to do. And I remember one of the songs being stronger. So like, that's my memory of like this album and stronger and stuff like that. And, and um, you know, it was just a great album and, you know, it was definitely a different Kanye. Like I said, he's evolved in ways that we like, and you know, some ways that we've been a little disappointed at, but it reminds us of a, of a simpler time, but you know, it's always a good chance to look back. And I think to your point, graduation has got to stack up as, I mean, at least a list of the handful of, best hip-hop albums ever right i mean i don't know I, what number but i think also it might be one of the most influent most influential even if you don't consider it the best because if i'm not mistaken uh correct me if i'm wrong this is the album when he went ahead ahead with 50 cent and then he outsold 50 cent i believe so yeah i believe so because 2007 i think i think um didn't the 50 cent drop like massacre or something like that i, I can't think remember so what it was. yeah and i think this is the album he did outsell them they went head to head they kind of had like a I don't want to say stage people where they were just kind of competing. And -hmm. anyway, I think this album kind of marked the end and like the whole game. Well, I don't want to say the end because it did make a resurgence, but like it kind of marked the fall off of the gangster rap and kind of this rap where middle class, you know, average day citizens can rap sort of kind of thing. Right, right, right. Like, I don't think you have a Drake without this album. That's what I'm trying to say. So I really think it kind of ushered in like this new era, the kid cuts, the Drake. You know those rappers who weren't really so focused on the street life. Yeah, that's true, and that's a big, big influence. And you you notice all these artists as they come out, right? Well, I guess they're in a different generation now—the J. Coles, the Wale's, and stuff like that. But all those guys are influenced by Kanye, and they say it directly. You know what I mean? So that was a good time to look back at that album. But um, it's definitely something that I still have on replay. I still play a lot of the songs. Probably I wouldn't say daily, but. As more often than you would think, and you, we don't do that about with most albums, to be honest with you. So no, mm-hmm, so that's always a good thing. But anyway, without further ado, we got to get into the NFL first week. Trey, a lot going on. We were texting about the one o'clock games, Trey, and hey, these games were kind of boring. It was kind of you know whatever, not really marquee matchups. And then all of a sudden, every game was down to the wire. So we had ties. We had missed field goals. We had interceptions on interceptions. We had sloppy play, and we had victories, and we had L's. But what is something that stood out to you? What's the biggest takeaway that you had from week one, maybe overall, or maybe there was a team or player? Anything that stood out to you in week one? I think the uh, main thing that stood out to me was just kind of like the Super Bowl letdown of both teams. Like the Rams, yeah, oh, yeah. annihilated by the Bills. Just annihilated. Like, there's not even much to say. They just yeah, it wasn't close. Yeah, yeah it wasn't close. And then the Bengals, even though they had a close game with the Steelers, and the Steelers don't really – I mean, they have a starting quarterback, but they don't have a quarterback of the future. And that's probably the most important position on the field. And then Joe Burrow had – They got, they got Kenny Pickett not playing. Yeah, but he's but... not playing. Okay, yeah, right. Okay. 
Yeah, I mean, they have Trubisky in right now. So, I mean, who, I mean, what did Joe Burrow do out there? I mean, three interceptions and I believe a fumble as well. Like, I mean, he, he just really struggled out there. Yep. And the, the game honestly shouldn't have been as close as it was. I know Cincinnati had the chance to win, but they really should have never been in that game. So I think that's the main thing that kind of just stood out to me. Like, you know, these Super Bowl teams, they had a big letdown. I'm kind of like, ooh, do either one of you guys have a chance to repeat? I really didn't have any high hopes for Cincinnati, but at least for the Rams, I thought they had a somewhat legitimate chance to repeat. Yeah, no, they they definitely did. I mean, yeah, that game was pretty – I mean, it was a for the first half. It was ten to ten in the first half. It felt good, but after that, I mean, it was gonna blow out. I was like, "Yo, I'm going to sleep." Right? Like this game, there's nothing, there's nothing to watch here. But it was an interesting week one in general. There's a lot of good games. Of course, you know, my Dolphins got a victory. Tyreek Hill did his thing. But something that I noticed, Trey, that we've kind of talked about on this podcast, but I just felt like it was a changing of the guard that was happening in the league. Like I, I remember some of the old names and the old quarterbacks. There's none of the big bands and the Eli Mannings and that stuff. And it hasn't been for a couple of years as far as them being prominent. But I mean, Trey, when you look at up and down, you know, you can even go team by team, division by division, however you want to do it. I mean, so many young stars, you know, are going to be the faces of the league as we know it. And, you know, we were just talking about this before the pod, but man, I mean, we, we grew up in the day of Terrell Owens and Chad Johnson and stuff. And we're looking at Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase right here. You know what I mean? In front of our eyes being young stars, not to mention the quarterbacks. You know, you got the Justin Herberts, the Joe Burrows. I mean, dare I even say Patrick Mahomes? I mean, hey, put Lamar in there now. You know, that's my favorite player. Lamar, Lamar of course, Lamar. But you know what's funny? (laughs) Lamar and Patrick Mahomes almost feel like old to me. I feel like we've been talking about them. I don't know if it feels like that to you, but it feels like we've been talking about them for so long that like I I find myself always talking about the, the Herberts and the Burrows and, you know, Trevor Lawrence's and those guys even before those before them. But, I mean, they do kind of feel old, and that's a funny way to put it in that sense. But, I mean, for Lamar, we've been talking about him since he was in college. I mean, he did win a Heisman. And right. Patrick Mahomes, since the first time he stepped in the league and started actually starting, we've been talking about him because he's been going to the Super Bowl ever since. So, like, it's just right. It's kind of hard not to talk about either one of those guys. But, yeah, in a weird way, they kind of do feel like they're in a little different uh, – generation that uh justin herbert and uh yeah just and they're not Joe really Burrow, but yeah. it just feels like it you know what i mean in terms of what we see and then i also think too i i also think in sometimes a good way and in a bad way i think about the resurgence and two guys in particular trey like guys that were forgotten up that are elite had big games michael thomas with the saints right people were can't guard mike right like people kind of forgot yeah. who he was and stuff like that and he i'm not saying he's a top five guy again but he definitely showed he was back and how about my guy saquon Saquon Barkley, everybody kind of forgot about him. He had some injuries. The Giants haven't played well. That didn't really help. He didn't have a great old line. He had a big game, and he looks like the old guy. So, as and a I was fan, happy to see him back, yeah. Yeah, and as a fan, I was going to say, how can you not be happy to see Michael Thomas and Saquon back? I guess a fan, they're just fun to watch, right? And, to, and just, especially Saquon, you know, he's excited, home run hitter type of thing. So, as a fan, I think it's such a good time for the league because you've got the young stars coming up, and then you've got these resurgence of a couple of these guys. I mean, even if you want to throw in the Jameis Winstons and stuff like that, guys, you got hurt. I know you're not a big, big Baker Mayfield guy, but, I mean, he they looked pretty good for the most part. I know they lost. So, you know, you got a lot of these teams and a lot of interesting storylines going into it. So, you know, something that we're going to definitely keep tabs on as we continue in the season. So, but any teams in particular besides the Rams, anybody disappointed you or let you down? Um, Because I got one. I got one. Why, why you think? I, I got one. I got to be honest, Trey. 
I mean, the Falcons kind of, you know, they gave up a big lead, but I won't even say they let me down because they don't have any high hopes for the Atlanta. So I'm willing to hear what your take is. I'm going to be honest. You're, you're going to laugh, but I'm going with the Lions. The Lions disappointed me, Trey. I, I sipped nah. sip some of the I sip some of the uh the hard knocks juice. I'm not gonna lie. I, I watched a little bit of hard knocks. Come on, Trey. When you watch Dan Campbell, he does make you feel like you want to run through a wall, right? Like he kind of does. But that don't get mean that, that's not the difference between winning and losing. Yeah, he gets you pumped up, but can he do X's and O's? You you tell me you saw hard knocks and you didn't even think for a second this Lions team could be any better. I'm not okay, but I mean, what's better? The thing they had won one game last year. No, no, no. They won more than they won a couple games last year. I think they won like three I mean, games last year. Okay, fine. Three games. Like, yeah, maybe they can win four games. But I'm like, I'm not, I'm not having the high hopes. When I mean, I hear I, the Lions lose. It's like, okay, the Jaguars lost too. Ooh, big deal. But they competed in those games. They were, it was close games. It was close games. But I mean, I don't know. I was a little juiced up for the Lions and they got blown out early. But they did do a Dan Campbell thing, though, Trey. They did come back and almost won the game. So I don't know. I'm still going to keep track of the Lions as if. They're my second favorite team right now just because of hard knocks. And I usually don't do that, but I'm not going to lie, man. That's some of the hard knocks juice. But before we, you know, we'll get off the NFL for a second trade. We got to talk about college and and mainly we're not going to talk about the Hurricanes because we got a big game next week, Texas a and we'll get to that. But how about all these upsets, Trey? So for people that don't know, when you see a lot of these upsets in college. So what was it, Trey? You had Appalachian State. Um, they took care of Texas A&M. Right, Nebraska lost to Georgia State. Nebraska lost to Georgia State, and I think we're missing one. Marshall beat Notre Dame, right? So people are yeah. like, "Wow, these schools like these schools upset this big, huge school, right?" So for people that don't know, these schools are also getting paid to go play. So when you see like a Chattanooga or something play Alabama, Chattanooga is getting paid by Alabama to come play to basically, you know, get their behind handed to them, right? That's just essentially what happens, and that's the only incentive that they have to go play this game because that money could really be used to help their program. Right. And build stuff and build facilities that they just don't have. And they're like, yeah, we'll go take a, we'll go take a little beating real quick and get this money. Now imagine you get this money and then you win the game. I mean, you just riding an emotional high. So what's going on with these schools with the letdown train? Any, is there any trend to it or is it just kind of like a fluky kind of weekend? No, I just think that's the uh, beauty of college football, you know, and professional football, you know, it's not so much, Flukes, as you see in college football, like, you know, the better team normally wins in professional football. But I think that's the beauty of college sports in general, but especially college football. It's kind of a lot of times just a flip of a quarter. Right. You know, anybody can win in any given Saturday. And I really do love that. And I don't think it's a trend per se, but I just think it's just how it's always been. Anybody can win. Uh, Appalachian State used them as an example. They beat a top-ranked Michigan team in 2007. That's kind of how they became came to prominence as far as a household name, I guess. If they are I don't think I had ever name. heard of them before that moment, to be honest with you, to be fair. I had never heard of them, yeah. But when they won a game off a block kick, they became a household name. So I think college football has always been like that. And I don't think it really is setting a trend, but I am happy to see it because, I mean, that's just what makes it so exciting. Yeah, I think it was, I think it was definitely an exciting weekend. And I don't know about you, but – I don't know if you've because we bought we've kind of watched both a lot of games Saturday and then Sunday. Did you find Saturday more exciting than Saturday? I don't know if you felt that difference, but I kind of felt like that up until the end of those one o'clock games in the NFL. <laughs> but that's kind of how I felt like for the most part. It was kind of cool bouncing around. And of course, you know, I'm trying to watch the Hurricanes game. You're trying to watch the Hurricanes game, but like we gotta bounce to Alabama, Texas. You know, oh, yeah, you head head down to the wire. You got you gotta bounce to I gotta I don't I don't watch another game, but I gotta check it out if there's an upset alert. You know what I mean? So 
I think that's like you said, that's a good point. That's the great thing about college sports in general, especially college football. You know, you really get that excitement. And, you know, there is a, a select group of people. I mean, Trey, you live in a college town. So I think majority of people would you say they're probably more college fans in general, right? Like they oh, probably, yeah, yeah. They probably don't even pay attention to the pros as much or, no. or at all. Right. And I think that has as much to do with geographically as as it is how exciting the games are. And yeah, know, and I think it is. Yeah, I think it's a lot of, like you said, geographic, but I think also it's just how exciting the games are. And I think the one thing I've always just uh, liked about college sports in comparison to the pros, and that's any sport, football, basketball, you name it. It's just, I just like the atmosphere of college. It just seems a little bit more lively. Everybody's a little bit more intense. You know, the fans are buying into the games a little bit more. Whereas mm-hmm. in the pros, it just seems a little bit more subdued and a little bit more professional. So I was just always like uh, the atmosphere. And I will say this. I was just talking to someone about this the other day. And I want to know if you agree with this. In college, like you said, it feels like most environments are, you know, turned up, if you will, and like super exciting. You, you can go to probably most, I don't, I don't know the nub, the percentage, but you can go to most stadiums around the country, especially Division One. even if they're not. A, you can go anywhere from like Vanderbilt, who's just like a regular, you know, below average football program all the way to Alabama. And you can still get a lively game with the atmosphere with college kids and all that. And it's going to be exciting with the NFL to your point where you said it feels more corporate. I think outside of like a handful of fan bases, maybe four or five fan bases. I I think those are the only ones that can rival like what a college environment would be like. You know what I mean? So like if you talk to, you know, I'm from Miami, so Miami Dolphins fans. Yeah, we got good fans, but it's not the same thing as, you know, probably a Florida state game or even a hurricanes game back in the day in the orange bowl. Right. Or, or, or even like, let's say Tallahassee is a better example because it's the only, um, there's no pro team. So, but I think if you talk to a fan that was like a Green Bay Packers fan, right? Like they kind of almost feel like a college atmosphere in the way the fandom is. I don't know if you agree with that. Like it depends on the area to me and like what, what um, you know, Packers, Steelers, you, if you want to throw in Cowboys, stuff like that. Oh, it definitely depends on the area. But I think when the other large issues as well as um, a lot of these professional teams, like you're a Dolphins fan in Miami, it's just the city is so large that, <laughs> Yeah. You're not going to get the same kind of buy-in. Like, if you're an Atlanta Falcons fan, you're not going to get the same kind of buy-in. Or if you're a New York Jets fan or a Los Angeles Raiders fan or Oh, my whomever, God. LA know. is probably the worst. I mean, they, they don't even have a – what was it? Like, they don't even have a home-field advantage. That when, the, when the 49ers are going to play them, there was more more Niners fans in there. They don't. And see, that's, that's just the thing about it. Like, you're just in these large cities, and some of these cities have two professional teams. And then even if it's not even the same sport, like Miami, you had the Marlins – then you had the Heat, mm-hmm. and you have the Dolphins. I mean, it's just a lot of competing entities. Whereas, like, let's say, uh, like you said, a smaller city like Tallahassee, you have Florida State and FAMU. That's it. Two different schools. But, I mean, as far as football, you had two teams. Basketball, yeah. two teams. So, I mean, I think there's just a little bit more community buy-in. But, yeah. it's a good point. Yeah, everybody can rally around those, especially depends depending on the city. But, yeah. But speaking of football, Trey, before we get out of here, I did want to talk about the Falcons promo video since you actually brought them up. So, for those who didn't see – Atlanta Falcons had a promo video. I think their phrases rise up. So they had Ro Timmy, who was a singer. For those who are not familiar with that name, he was Dre on Power, if you've seen Power, uh, the TV show. And he did a promo. And Trey, you and I, we both listened to the song. We thought it was all right. I'm just going to say that. We thought it was all right. Uh, that, that wasn't your words. I'm, I'm save you what your words were, but it's okay. But – uh, there was a couple of Atlanta artists, mainly T.I., who came out and basically said, while they rock with Ro Timmy, 
they were very confused as to why the Atlanta Falcons didn't reach out to the numerous Atlanta artists that have pride for not only the city, but for the Falcons to go ahead and do the promo video. So my question is. I'm happy you brought this up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go for it. Go for it. Yeah. I won't even, I won't even okay. This up. is all I want to say. T.I., you can perform in the next three Falcons home games. Okay. They gave one home game to somebody that's not from Atlanta. Big deal. Get over it. Well, it wasn't a home. It's the promo video, though, that everyone Okay. Sees. I don't. Fine. You can have a promo game for the next home game. But it's the first one. Of the, I think they were. Okay. So I he think had the, the next it, home game. But I think the, the point of it was the promo for the b- beginning of the year. You know what I mean? I don't think they do a promo video every, like, every game. Like, I think they were doing it to rise up for the start of the year. So you right, can't so get that back. T.I., then we can have him for the halftime show. He doesn't want to do the halftime show at the Falcons game, man. Nobody's even at the Falcons games, first off. Well, who's watching the Falcons promo? If that's such a big deal. I mean, I think people saw it. I think definitely people, more people saw it. I would say more people saw the promo video than they went to, than people went to the game. What do you think? Because, I, I mean, like, I just because the internet. They can travel faster. So Yeah, I, but, I mean, it's not a big deal. Like, well, I mean, and the second thing, like, if we do a promo video, and I understand where T.I.'s coming from, he wants some Atlanta artists. But then, like, somebody like T.I., somebody like 21 Savage, you have to think from Atlanta Falcons' point of view, like, they might say, do we really want to associate ourselves with them? I'm not going to really go there, but... Whoa, 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 whoa. Why? First of all... No, no, that, no. No, Trey, that is not... Yeah. That is unfair, for one, because they, they embrace all these artists generally anyway. Second of all... Fine. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's not act like they ain't got no legal issues. Okay, but, but may, maybe some of them. Have and I was really, I was really trying to shoot that at Ti, but I just didn't want to say it. But yeah. <laughs> maybe some of them. Okay, let's so let's separate the ones who do have current legal situations and those who don't. Just because, I'm not talking about the people who've had it in the past. Second, if you want to pick an Atlanta artist, there's tons of Atlanta artists you can pick that got nothing going on. You can pick Usher for crying out loud. You can pick Ludacris. They don't have any. Man, legal Usher and everything. Like you don't want to pick uh, Ludacris. You, you telling me you wouldn't? I'd rather have Usher than Real Timmy. No disrespect, but come on now. And Usher's actually from Atlanta. Come on, Trey. How would you feel if you were in Tallahassee and you had an artist, you, you you had somebody do a promo video for Florida State or FAMU, and they were somebody, not only that they weren't from Tallahassee or anything, because like you said, forget the gatekeep part, but it's the fact that you, let's say you, there was a whole bunch of Tallahassee artists that are like prominent outside of just T Pain for crying out loud, and they didn't pick them. You wouldn't feel the type of way about that? I'd be a little upset, but if they that prominent, I'm like, y'all gonna charge the bag. You know, little Timmy or whatever his name is. You know, he ain't he ain't get the bag. Like he, now, you, you and I both know the Falcons got the money. The money ain't the issue. Man, hold on, hold on. My, I want to end at this point. They got they became them billionaires. They became a billionaire for a reason. They're not right, trying to spend a lot of money. You know that, Nolan. So let me ask you a question. You don't think some of these Atlanta artists would have enough pride to do it for free? <laughs> yeah, okay, you might get it. You might get it. You don't think none of will do it for free? I feel like a few of them would do it for free, yeah. Okay, so, I mean, that's what I, I mean. I don't even feel but like that's the so money gatekeeping. Like, who cares? Like, I, I'm not, I, I'm just not with it. Oh, we only could get an artist from Atlanta. Like, who cares? Okay, maybe. All right. Can I meet you in the middle? Maybe they did. Maybe they do a collab. Maybe they do it. Maybe Rotemi does a collab with T.I. Okay. See, I can go somewhere with that, but I can leave that long enough. Yeah, no, yo. <laughs> maybe <laughs> TI isn't the greatest example in this moment. But I think they got a point, man. I think I would I would feel some type of way, but yeah, I mean I wouldn't be up in arms over it. But I'm also not an artist from the city and TI is, so maybe he just feels differently about it than we do. So anyhow, we're gonna wrap up this pod, of course. I wanna know what people think about that. Oh, Trey, before we get out of here, 
speaking of Usher, the last poll we dropped, we talked about Usher and Chris Brown, and we talked about who would win in a versus, and just the resounding answer was Usher. So I do have to announce that the resounding was Usher. Any reaction to that, Dre? I mean, I'm not surprised. Like, I like Chris Brown, but I mean, again, I have to reiterate, I think Chris Brown, a lot of times, and that, that, that's not to say he doesn't have hits, but this is, I think he's more known for some of his antics and some of the things he does outside of music than music with Usher. He's known for his music. And I think that says a lot about the kind of music he's put out. And I'm going to leave it at that. All right. Well, that's the result of the pop. The, uh, excuse me. That's the result of the poll, but we'll definitely <laughs> have some more polls for you guys coming up. But thank everybody for joining us once again. It's been a great pod. Again, if this is your first time or this is your 10th time, please go ahead and like, subscribe, leave us a rate, whatever form you use, Apple, Spotify, Google, whatever it is, Anchor, go ahead and do that. That's a big help to us. And let us know any content you want to hear. Um, we got a lot for you guys coming up. We're going to keep up to date with the NFL and NBA season um, and the NBA season coming up. We got some topics. We got some music stuff coming up. So stay tuned um, and I'll swing it to Trey. Uh, again, uh, please like and subscribe if you like what you're hearing. And I do want to ask one thing. Nolan, when you put this on Instagram, if anybody's listening, please comment who your favorite artist is. I'm just kind of curious. Just get a little fan interaction. Who's your favorite artist at the moment? Comment that in the Instagram section. Jack Harlow. That's, what, that's, <laughs> what, that, that's the comment. Yeah, see, we're done. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining us. Peace. Peace.